on a great adventure through the letter to the church in Ephesus. We are in chapter 5, 18 to 21, of being spirit-filled. Beginning in verse 18. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. Father, please teach us. Father, let us understand the joy of the new song, the joy of our redemption. And Father, may it be a passion second to nothing in our souls to be filled with your Spirit, carried along step by step, breath by breath to the glory of the risen King. In Christ's name, amen. We've looked at this text and we seen that it started out with a contrast that is encompassing a command. The command there is in verse 18, be filled with the Spirit. And the contrast is between the way pagans worship and the way believers worship. Pagans use intoxication to make them more spiritual. And that would lead to quote-unquote, a communing with whatever deity they were supposedly chasing. Uh, It is not that way for us as believers in Jesus Christ. Uh, We are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. If you are not indwelt by the Holy Spirit, you are not saved. Romans 8. So when, when I look at that and I think about that, then He is my guide. I've had conversations with really smart people who are afraid of the Holy Spirit. And I told him, I said, in the Godhead, which one is most intimately involved with the individual believer moment by moment? Holy Spirit. Why wouldn't I want to be on board? I have shared with you my testimonies. Some of you have heard it all, some of part of it. But you've got to remember something. This kid don't like to read. Okay? And I definitely don't like speaking in front of people. So if I ain't got some spirit filled going on, <laughs> leave me alone or I'll get on a motorcycle. Okay? And these are things that I want us to think about. Listen, spirit filled is not a talent. Spirit filled, remember I used the word? It used to speak of the sail. When it was filled with wind, what happens? It moves it. So when I yield to the Spirit of God then I am moved in the direction the Spirit of God wants me to go. All right? So this contrast between the pagan worships, which was very large in Ephesus, and this command. And we saw the effects. That's what we're looking at now is these these consequences that happen. And with ourselves, there is a joy in our heart. We, we sing, we whistle. Some of us play the kazoo. You'd have had to be here to remember that one, but 
it worked. But it is based on a song of redemption. Because we are redeemed, there's a joy in our heart that can never be removed. But then it is to God. How does this spirit-filled being, what are my consequences to God? Well, we're thankful. We are thankful. I shared with you last week, the greatest act of worship is gratitude. Thanksgiving. And I shared, I broke this down into when am I thankful? Okay, when, when do I, am I thankful? And I shared with you biblically, we are to thank God for past blessings. I used Exodus when Moses and the children of Israel came across. They had a great celebration and they had the song of Moses, which is a song of redemption in thanksgiving. Okay, so when we have a past blessing, we are grateful. That's not really that hard, is it? Right? You Thank you, Lord. I saw that. That's pretty cool. Amen. Okay. But we also saw that we have thanksgiving for future trials. Now that gets a little harder. Okay. Remember Jesus outside of the tomb of Lazarus? What did he do? He thanked God for what was about to happen. Remove the stone. Okay. I see the battle getting ready to come. Uh, I showed you... Uh, Josiah going into battle, preparing for battle, and he they thanked God. Right? That gets a little tougher. You start to see the conflict, or you see something coming up, a, a, a trial, a tribulation, and to be grateful that it's coming, knowing that it's going to strengthen me, or that he found me worthy to endure it. But then there's another one. Are you thankful in the middle of the battle? That one there is probably the hardest. Going through a time of suffering, testing, and saying, Boy, I'm having fun now. Thank you, Jesus. Okay? I have a friend who lost three of their five kids. The fourth one has been diagnosed with terminal cancer. And uh, four months ago, she buried her husband. And uh, she's now clinically blind because of out-of-control diabetes. But she says, I'm going to go to church. She says, you know, I know he doesn't give you more than you can hand. He must think I'm a tough old bird. And yet, there's still a joy in her. I can't imagine marrying kids. You you deal with some of this stuff, and I think about some of this, and it's just, it's heavy. I mean, because there are things going on in this congregation right now that you may or may not be aware of, of people are in it. And so here I am standing up in front of you saying, Be thankful. Be thankful. 
in the middle of the battle. Remember Daniel? Nebuchadnezzar, poof, no praying unless you pray to me. Three times a day, he opens up his church, looks towards Jerusalem, and prays to God. They arrest him and throw him in the lion's den. Jonah, in the belly of a fish, in great despair. And then he thought, thank you, Lord. That'd be a little tough for me. Especially knowing that I got put in the belly of the fish by my own doing. Okay? But he thanked God. Listen, if uh, the only time you can thank God is after the blessing, brother, sister, you've got a long ways to go. But that's all right. I'll go with you. Every single one of you. All right? And the whole time I'll be smiling and saying, just say thank you. Remember James 1? Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Why? Strengthens your faith. Stronger faith gives you what? Perseverance. Then verse 5 is one we keep missing to read. You need to read that one. Actually, if I'd have been James, I'd have wrote that one first. If you lack wisdom, ask, and it will be given to you liberally. I like that. Don't you like that? I'm in the middle of a trial. I don't know why. I don't know what I'm supposed to learn. Ask him. Ask him. And he'll give you the answer. Okay? So, you can see there when I'm always to give thanks. For what? For everything. And... I already shared with you, remember we were talking about singing the new song? That it is received in heaven as Christ singing unto the Father because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Paul told the Corinthians, we are the sweet aroma of Christ rising unto heaven. That's what you and I are due. That's what part of that I'm clothed in Christ's righteousness means. That you reflect His Son. You are being conformed into the image of His Son, you are indwelt by the Holy Spirit, yet you are 100% man. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? That's why we are here. So that we can say thanks. And when we say thanks, it is Jesus Christ saying thanks to the Father. I don't have time to develop it right now, but if you go study Scripture, you'll see that God so loved the Son so much, He wanted to give the Son an ultimate gift of His love. And He did it by presenting His Son a bride, the church. The Son so loved the Father and the thought of that gift that the Son says, I will present to you, Father, a holy, perfect Bride to show you my love. Now, part of me says, neither one of them want us. (laughs) But when I think about the love of the Father, that the church was a gift to the Son, and the Son's hanging on that cross, purified that church so He could present it holy and pure unto the Father who had given it to Him. Listen. When we say thanks... When we are truly thankful, it is Christ saying thank you to the Father. 
Look at this precious one. Giving gratitude to the Father as I continue to sanctify that person into the image of who I am. Thank you, Father. Now then, here's the problem. It is not of us to say thanks for anything. It is not our nature. And yet we are told to give thanks for everything. But it's not our nature. We teach our kids to say thank you. Or we should teach our kids to say thank you. Listen, I, I wrote some things out here that uh, I would like to tell you. Man, I am like really smart, but God, God's way smarter than me. If you're not a Christian, you're not in Christ, okay? Then you don't have Christ to intercede for you at the right hand of the Father. He's not interceding on your behalf if you do not know him. Christ is not indwelling your life. You are not a joint heir with Christ that Christ promised. Then you cannot give thanks. You can't. Because what are you going to get? (laughs) Because what you're going to get at the end of this is going to be very difficult to be thankful for. If my life is controlled by Christ, I'm his son, his child, joint heirs to the kingdom of heaven. He intercedes for me at the right hand of the Father. He's cleansing me from my sin. He is using everything to conform me into the image of His Son. If I've got all of that going on, then I have reason to be thankful to God for everything. Now think about that. I have Jesus Christ at the right hand of God, creator, sustainer of existence, interceding on my behalf. So what am I going to complain about? Oh, you'll find something. Our nature is self-seeking. We think highly of ourselves. I mean, do you notice you can get people's opinion without even asking them? It's impressive. I don't even have to ask. Well, let me tell you what I think. Well, hallelujah. That is our nature. And part of that nature, if we don't get what we think we deserve, We get upset. We get unthankful. There's nothing to be grateful about. Just because we don't get it our way. Right? Do I need to illustrate this? Yeah, I didn't think so. See, Christ wasn't that way. 
If we are to be as Christ thanking the Father, then we should give thanks the way Christ gives thanks. Correct? If it's Him giving thanks through us, it will be the way He gives thanks. I'm not going to go through all of these verses. I was kind of shocked when I started wandering around in this. I'll just give you a handful of them. Matthew's Gospel 11, chapter 11, verse 25. John's Gospel, chapter 6, verse 11. Chapter 6, verse 23. Chapter 11, verse 41. All through the Gospel records, you see over and over and over and over Christ giving thanks. Wonder why? It seems odd to me. He who had everything in glory came to earth and humbled himself as a servant. He was spit on. He was scorned. He was rejected. He was crucified. He did not deserve any of it. Yet, he was thankful. All right? Though he deserved glory, he got humility. Though he deserved love, he received hate. Though he deserved worship, he re- received rejection. Though he deserved praise, he received scorn. Though he deserved all of the riches, he was poor. Though he deserves holiness, he received sin. I can list more. All of this, and you know what? He never lost sight of thankfulness. That's, you know, you know why? You know how he did it? And as a pastor, I try to get people to get this. And then I realized there is absolutely no way for me to make you get this. I just can't do it. I've tried. Jesus could see and understand the end. I can tell you. I don't care what you're suffering right now. I don't care what you think you deserve that you don't have. I'm looking there. Because if I stay there, I'll always be thankful. And I won't be discouraged. Well, my kids did this. Or my spouse did this. Or I don't have a spouse. I need a spouse. You see all of these things. And we're not thankful. I mean... Do you realize if you get another heartbeat and another breath, you have reason to be thankful? We agree. Try this one. You know what? If he doesn't give you another heartbeat or another breath, you only see Jesus. Which one are you more thankful for? Huh? I remember a guy told me one time, well, I hope he waits coming back. Why? I haven't been to the Caribbean. I have been. It's overrated. It's just a bunch of water. You see what I'm trying to get at? Why? Jesus enduring what he did. 
He knew where the end was. He understood it. Remember what the writer of Hebrews said? It was the joy set before him that allowed him to endure the cross. Now, I don't know about you. I like to have fun. I like to do things that are joyous. Crucifixion ain't on my list. But when he looks at what it's going to do, it brought him great joy. I want you to think about something in gratitude. I want you to look at us. We deserve humility and we receive glory. We deserve hatred and we receive divine love. We deserve rejection. We receive sonship. We deserve scorn. We receive affection. We deserve poverty. We receive riches of heaven. We deserve sin's curse. And we receive his righteousness. And you've got nothing to be thankful for? And then if everything doesn't go the way we want it in our lives, we gripe. You know why? I'm not looking to the conclusion. Listen, I know this. I got saved and I thought, man, I'm a son of God now. I'm a child, a joint heir. I'm, <laughs> life's going to be a bed of roses, right? I lost everything within about four months. I'm sitting there going... Well, this Jesus thing's kind of a waste of time. I could have made this mess. To me, when I see complaining, lack of contentment, griping, thanklessness, it makes absolutely no sense to me. It's very hard for me to understand that. I know my life. I know the moments. I know how many times I should have been dead. And I'm not. I got nothing to complain about. Nothing. I was reading E.M. Bounds. E.M. Bounds was a prayer warrior. I mean, (laughs) if you get any of his books on prayer, sit down. (laughs) Because it's going to make you, oh, gee. But he made a statement one time that our prayers are long on request. Amen? And he says, and we sign it, your self-indulgent servant, unquote. We are short on thanks. Listen to our prayers. Our prayers are short on thanks. And I'm not sure. I hate to say this because somebody will try to top it, but I think a believer's greatest sin is thanklessness. 
because I got to be honest with you, it is across the board. It doesn't play favorites. Thanklessness is, you know, that's not the way I'd have done it. This is the way I'd have done it, Lord. What's the matter with you? So when do we give thanks? Always. Just that little bitty list I gave you is a reason for always. What do I give thanks for? All things. How do I give thanks? In Christ's name. In Christ's name. You know what that is? All that He is. When you see that on in His name, the word, the word name there means everything that He is comprised of. In His names. To whom do we give thanks? To God. And then he adds that little thing and there's a, there's a delineation in the original text and it says, the Father. We give thanks to the Father. His fatherliness. I wrote that word down, fatherliness. I don't know if it's real, but it worked for me when I wrote it down. Fatherliness. And remember we always talked that God is... Love is also Father. God the Father in heaven. His love for His children. We And you know what? He's always given us gifts. You may not be grateful. You ever done that? Give a gift to your child and don't even get so much as a... Oh, well. That's not really what I wanted, but okay. Huh? Doesn't it just cheer you up? Huh? And, you know, I taught you to say thanks. Okay, thanks. Well, that really works, doesn't it? See this hammer? I'm going to hit you in the head unless you say thank you. Thank you. He is the Father of light. There is no shadow turning in Him. He is the Father from whom every good and perfect gift comes. Do you understand everything, flat out everything, comes from Him? Did you know that God designed this planet that you could live on it for free? Did you know that? He provided everything you need to live physically. And it's free. So what is it we're doing? (laughs) Keeping the economy going. You see what I mean? That's how much He loves us. I can, I'm gonna make this, look, poof, right there. Everything is there. You know, one of the things that's difficult for us, I'm gonna tread into this lightly. Do you understand that even the things that come through other people come from Him as He works through other people? It is Christ singing through us to the Father. It is Christ giving thanks through us to the Father. It is Christ giving through us to the Father. That's amazing to me. 
I mean, the fact that you have an income and you can give to the church is God doing it. That's awesome. Thanks for what we do goes to God. Did you know that? I don't care what you do. Thank God for doing it. You ever thought of that? Get out there in the morning, one morning. I remember these. Big, wet, nasty snow piled up out there. Get out there with your shovel and start moving. And just about halfway through there, you think, well, thank you, Father, for allowing me to do this. I know that's crossed all of our minds at some point. When we start thanking each other, you're getting real close to flattery. Have you ever had your feelings hurt because they didn't thank you? Who's got the sin? The other day I was out eating lunch. And a group of soldiers came in, about six of them. They sat on the other side of the restaurant. I was getting ready to go. I said, I need you to do me a favor. He said, what's that? I said, I want to pay for their food, but I don't want them to know it. Well, sir, I said, no. If not, then let them pay for it themselves. And so I paid for it. And the lady said, I've never seen that before. I said, you just ain't been around long enough. I don't need an accolade for it. I think I bounced my checkbook, but that's another thing. Hey, yo, man, you let me down on this thing here. <laughs> okay? You don't, why do you have to bring attention to yourself? I'll never see these soldiers again. I did it once when I was in, uh, Frankfurt, Germany. Wait, yeah, no, Moscow, because they were coming up. This is when uh, Afghanistan was rocking and rolling. They were coming up out of Uzbekistan. That's where our staging area was. And they were laid over in Moscow. And I bought them. I bought them a bunch of beer. So I sat on my side. Like, these, these dudes have been here a while. But anyway. <laughs> We need to be careful thanking each other. Now listen, it doesn't mean I am not grateful. I've had people help me in ways that... I've had people help me that other people didn't know I was being helped. And yet, it happens. Alright? But God moves on them. I'm grateful for you being obedient to what God says. See, we need to start working on this. This is my challenge. When we see God has the source of everything, okay, then we see this perspective in 520, that I always give thanks for everything in Christ's name because that's who Christ is to the Father. If you are filled with the Spirit towards yourself, you will sing. If you're Towards God, you will be grateful. Listen, you don't understand how important this is. I started going through the Bible. And you can, 
over and over and over and over and over and over. And I could go on to give thanks to God. I've seen it in Psalm 30, Psalm 50, Psalm 69, Psalm 92, Psalm 95, Psalm 100, Psalm 105, Psalm 116. All of those are calling us to thank God. So I'm thinking if it's repeated that much, it's important to him. Let me give you something else to think about. One of my favorite places in scripture. Book of Romans chapter 1, verse 21. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks. They were futile in their speculations and their foolish hearts are darkened. Okay? They exchanged the truth of God for a lie. Worship creature versus other than creator. Do you see what is the characteristic of an unbeliever? They don't give thanks to God for everything. Everything. That is their nature. Do you understand that that is the lost world you live in? Do you need illustrations of a thankless society? Look out the window. God wants his people to be thankful. Why? Because the lost aren't. And if we are different than the world, one of our differences is what? We are thankful. Paul to the Philippians. Remember this? Be anxious for nothing but in everything. By prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. With thanksgiving. That's funny because I hear people quote that all the time. And they miss the with thanksgiving part. Let me give you. A handful more. In uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse 7, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed, and overflowing with gratitude. You want to see a strong faith? you'll see a thankful heart. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. Through him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of the lips that give thanks to his name. So the Old Testament and the New Testament line up. You know, we're reading through the Old Testament. And I went through, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, we're gonna, we, we've dealt with the feast and all of these other things. Do you realize that there was a line of the Levitical priesthood whose job it was was to lead the people in Thanksgiving? That was what their job was. <laughs> 
Cool. I want that job. You know, all of these, we just talked about the Passover, remember? And it was fulfilled in Christ. And now we have the Lord's table. Do you realize that all of those feasts and festivals were set for the purpose of thanksgiving? Festival of weeks was for thanksgiving. Tabernacles, thanksgiving. The festival of trumpets was for thanksgiving. Pentecost was for thanksgiving. The Passover was for thanksgiving. All they were was a great time of national acts of thanksgiving. The whole country stopped and thanked God. We do it, and we're, are there going to be a sale on the day? Are they opened on Thanksgiving Day, or will they open the day after? God giving to his people in mercy and grace, and God's people giving thanks for the mercy and grace. Okay, I'm going to close with this thought. And we'll be done with Thanksgiving, believe it or not. We can respond three different ways. Okay? Luke chapter 12, verse 16 and following. He told a parable saying, The land of a rich man was very productive. He began reasoning to himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no place to store my crops? Then he said, This is what I will do. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. There I will store all of my grain and goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul? That's how you talk to your soul. Soul? You have many goods laid up for many years to come. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your soul is required of you. Now who will own what you have prepared? That is a people, a person, who never gives thanks, even when they're blessed. Those people, ones who look at it and say, I have done it myself. See what I did? Store it all, I'll retire. I've laid up for myself. It'll be awesome. Until you die then you have no control over what is left. The point, this man didn't think he owed God anything. I've done well. I've done well. If you don't think you owe God anything, then you don't think God is the source of everything. And uh, brothers and sisters, he will break you of that. He thought he did it. I see people like that today. Believers. And yet, that man was going to die that night. He didn't recognize God as the source of everything. And guess what? He lost it all. 
All of it. You know, it's, it's like the joke. The billionaire died. And they said, well, how much did he leave? All of it. Okay. But he can sing with Mr. Sinatra. I did it my way. I know, keep your day job. There are people who are not thankful for anything. Secondly, there are people, others, chapter 18, verse 9. He told his parable to some people who trusted in themselves that they are righteous, viewed others with contempt. Okay, two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee, the other tax collector. The Pharisee stood and praying this to himself. Note that phrase, to himself. God, I thank you that I am not like other people. Swindlers, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector's. Okay, here's how grateful this man was. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes of all that I get. Okay. He says, I thank God, I thank you. You know what? There's not an ounce of thanksgiving in his heart. There are those people who do that. Thank God, thank God, thank God to show Look, I'm going to worship. Why? I thank my Jesus. All right? I am thankful to me for what I've accomplished. So it says he's praying to himself. Strange. Trying to appear worshipful. Worshipful. Ever done that? Let me show you how much I worship. When we sing, I'll raise my hands. I'm really worshiping. Trying to appear. I thank you. So thankful, so wonderful. Because you know what? I'm not a tax collector, an adulterer, or a swindler. I tell you, This man went up to his house justified, the tax collector. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. You know, I've been pushing that. People say, man, you really talk a lot about humility. Now you know why. Why? Because it's so strange to see. One last text on this. Kind of fascinating. So you have one who puts on an act of thanksgiving. You got one who doesn't give thanks about anything. And then you got this one. Luke 17, beginning in verse 11. He's on his way to Jerusalem. He was passing between Samaria and Galilee. He entered a village. Ten leprous men who stood at a distance met him. Okay. That was the, the greatest curse ever to have leprosy. Okay. They raised their voice, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priest. 
And as they were going, they were cleansed. Now one, when he saw he had been healed, he turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice. He fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him. And he was a Samaritan. Okay, you know what a Samaritan is? Half-breed. It's a Jew that married a Greek. Okay. Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But the nine, where are they? Was no one found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? A Samaritan. The only one who came to give thanks and glory to God was a Samaritan. Now listen, if you had leprosy, that was a that was the most awful thing you could have. Okay? And now ten don't have leprosy anymore. They were social outcasts. They weren't allowed to work. They weren't allowed to go into the markets. They weren't allowed to be around people. People would come and throw food at them. But wouldn't get close to them. Ten were healed. But you know what? One received more than healing. One received salvation. Verse 19 says, And he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has made you well. I'd gotten rid of their disease, okay, social outcast, and the other one gave Christ what Christ deserves. Glory and honor. Thanksgiving. Okay, see the difference? Some of us are satisfied to get what we want. We don't even think about Christ. Some are concerned about the glory that he wants and deserves. And those people stand out. Ian Bounds says, Gratitude is man at his best. Ingratitude is man at his worst. You know what? We should all be thankful. All the time. Check your prayers. See if you're like Bounds says. Just wanting. Endless request. Or do you pray? Thanksgiving. You know what? I, I tell people this on a regular basis. They all smile at me, kind of like one of those, and we'll pat you on the head. You're so cute. But it's true. If we never had anything else but Christ, having Him, we have eternity. How could I not be thankful? Okay. One last thought, and then I'll pray. 
What more do you have need of? Let's pray. Father, I come before you this morning. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Lord, uh, thank you that you give me the privilege to spend time in your word. Just growing and feasting and Father, I think about all the times you've shown me things that I don't have the ability to articulate to anybody. And yet, you gave it to me. Father, I pray for Castle Rock Baptist Church, those who are here and those that ain't here. And Father, that you'll open their eyes to the understanding that this text is. Understand how thankful Gosh, we have so much to be thankful for. Lord, let our hearts be moved with gratitude. Father, when we are suffering, let us be thankful. When we're doing a job that just doesn't please us, let us be thankful. Father, when we are walking alone or with many, let us be thankful. Father, we love you. May that love grow with every breath you grace us. Father, when we see you, we fall to the ground with thanksgiving. Love you, Lord. In Christ's precious name. Amen.